Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Carla Stutzer, and I am back, 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 back with the podcast, my friends. Listen here. So, it's been months, potentially a year. I really don't know how long it's been in particular, but I will say that it's been way too long, and uh, I apologize for that. So we're back and 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 we're we're gonna get back rolling. We're gonna try to push out, you know, a few podcasts a week. Let's say one to two podcasts a week over the next few months, um, and just keep it going. So for all of you guys that listened in the past and are listening now and will continue to listen in the future, um, we highly appreciate you here at the Culture Talks podcast. Um so the Culture Talks podcast, in short, is really just going to be about a multitude of things. As many of you guys know already, I am a personal trainer. Um, my life is in the health and wellness world, um, whether that's you know working with general, general uh, population or with athletes or whether that's nutrition or just general health. Um, that's where my life works is that's where what i'm around that's who i'm around that's what i talk about that's what i listen to um so some of the culture talks will be about that will be about health and wellness um some of the culture talks will be about self-help um some of the episodes will be a mixture of self-help motivation um health and wellness and what i plan to do um now that I'm back with these podcasts is to really just do a lot of interviews with people. Um, so you'll hear a lot of life stories, how health and wellness um, has, you know, helped them out in their stories, their ideas on health and wellness, their ideas on business, um, what they do to take care of themselves and their health. And yeah, it'll just kind of be a variety of things. I'm still trying to find my niche, still trying to find, um, a place where I can, you know, fit in and make some dope podcasts. But regardless, my podcast will be dope because I'm a college stutzer. Not to be cocky, but uh, my podcast will be dope. Um, so that's that. Um, today in particular, um, I really just wanted to talk about the importance of going through tests and difficulties and putting yourself in challenges um, putting yourself in situations where they're challenging and challenge you to grow um, in order to as I just said grow so really being excited and finding ways to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order for you to grow Um, so this is something that I find easy yet difficult um, over the past couple of years I've moved out of my my parents home I've moved across the country Um, When I moved across the country, I moved to different cities around that country. I lived with different people, um, had different experiences, um, and that was putting myself in an uncomfortable situation, and it did help me grow. Um, But, you know, there's also times where you have to work jobs that you don't want to work in order to open a door that, that is closed on you right now. So you might have to work at the local convenience store. You might have to work at the local McDonald's. And working there might just bring you the opportunity you're looking for. You might be uh, 
you know, let's see, let's say you're a massage therapist, you might be in a McDonald's one day, start up a conversation with one of the customers that come in and they talk to you about how much pain they have in their, you know, traps and you happen to be a massage therapist and you share that with them and offer them, you know, maybe a free session and, you know, you do that free session, they enjoy it, they love it, they call you back, they pay you. Um, they suggest you to your other friends and, you know, a year later you're no longer working at McDonald's and you have a full clientele and you've started your own massage therapy business. And that might sound crazy and outlandish um, right now, but that's real life shit that happens, you know. Um, I've listened to thousands and thousands of podcasts, watched thousands and thousands of interviews with successful people, and these stories are quite common amongst these successful people. You know, these are stories that happen to real people. So, you know, that's one place where I've struggled in life, working jobs that I don't want to work because I feel like, oh, it's not in the field that I want to work in. I don't want to do something I don't love. When the reality is, sometimes you just have to suck it up, make some money, and do some things that you don't want to do. And when you suck it up and go into those situations and be grateful for those situations, that's when big blessings happen. And now that I share that, um, a friend called me out on that the other day. A friend that's going to be on the podcast today here in a couple of minutes. Um, my friend Juan that I met had my old job working as a personal trainer in LA Fitness. And I were having a conversation and he told me, with all due respect and it's just me being a good friend, I think you're a little bit soft when it comes to working jobs that you need to work in order to take care of business, in order to survive. And that if I work those jobs and if I just suck it up, that he's sure that big blessings will happen. And this is something that I often, you know, give speeches on, um, on my Instagram or on my Facebook about how you need to suck it up and do things and, you know, face face obstacles head on and this is where growth happens. But if I'm not doing that myself, then I just become a theorist. I'm not a practitioner. And a theorist that's not a practitioner, you know, is really nothing, you know. People can talk about ideas, give advice, give motivation, but if they're not living up to the advice that they're giving and they're not um, taking, um, you know, the motivation that they give to others and applying it to their own life and being a practitioner of it, then really what's the point? So, as I said, um, a guest will be joining us today by the name of Juan, and let's just, let's get Juan right on here. Let's, let's not waste any more time. Let's get him up. Juan, my guy, we have you back. We have you, well, back. I don't know why I said back. I never had you on here, but go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. What's going on, guys? My name is Juan. I know Carlos from an old job I used to have at LA Fitness as a trainer. And we just had a cool connection right away, and we became really close friends since we were working there. So cool to be on your podcast, buddy. Bro, it's great to have you, man. How have you been, bro? Life's been good, man. It's been crazy. Life's a life's a crazy journey. I just got out of the military about three months ago, then working a, a trainer job at a gym called F45, and I'm just about to transfer out of the country, moving to Australia. Gonna be starting school down there, paid for by the GI Bill. GI and, Bill, yeah. shout out to the GI Bill. Shout out to the GI Bill, bro. Shout out to Uncle Sam, just looking out for your boy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Never thought we would say that out loud, but you know, Uncle Sam is 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 there for us sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta 
Hey, that's <laughs> facts. That's facts. But go ahead and uh, tell us tell us about uh, the military life. What what uh, what part of the military? What branch of the military were you in? How was that? How long were you in there? Go ahead and uh, let the folks know. So I was in the Navy for five years. I spent three years aboard the USS Ronald Reagan. I was stationed in Yokosuka, Japan, for most of my career. I worked as an aviation electronic technician, which is basically the, the nerds that work on all the, the electronics that, that the pilots send to when their gear starts breaking down. So we're the nerds that fix it up and send it back to the pilot. But uh, my last year in the Navy, I went down to Coronado, and I was in Navy SEAL training for about eight months. Uh, unfortunately, I did not make it through training, but... I did learn a lot, and it was an incredible experience that I've carried with me the rest of my life. Speaking of Navy SEAL training, we're, we're going to get into that a little bit later. I'm going to ask you a few questions about that, but um, <laughs> and maybe you'll you'll have some insights or uh, comments on what I'm about to say, but we'll we'll leave that for later. But basically, I was just going to say I've been listening to way too much David Goggins' motivational videos on YouTube um lately probably pretty much 90% of the the con- consummate I don't even know the word to use but consuming I've been doing on the internet um but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that uh, navy seal training later I have a few questions for you about that um but go ahead and tell us about how it was being on board of a ship like where did you leave from to like from from the states where did you leave from on your way to Japan like what what coastal city did you leave from so I was actually here in San Diego. I was on Coronado Island when my, my ship first started here. We were taking the spot of the USS Wash, George Washington. So they were the ship originally protecting Japan because Japan isn't allowed to have aircraft carriers anymore. That was part of the treaty that we signed way back in the day after we uh, we beat their ass in World War Two. Oh, so <laughs> after we, we signed that, that treaty, uh, Japan said that they're not allowed to have aircraft carriers as part of the treaty. So but America, since we're cool with them now, we said, all right, we're going to have our carriers protect you so we have a carrier that basically ships every nine years so the uss george washington was finishing its shift its nine-year shift came down to san diego and switched with my ship the uss ronald reagan and then we sent it to japan and then my ship's going to be there for the next uh probably five six, six years it's already been there for about three or four now so yeah i started in san diego and then it took about a month of sea travel over from San Diego to uh, to Japan, and yeah, and life life on a ship, man, it's crazy. It's it's rough. It's <laughs> you're literally landlocked and you're locked in the middle of the ocean, and every direction you look, there's nothing but water as far as the eye can see, man. And the working hours are are brutal. The living conditions are borderline unlivable. Food is just the food is just awful, man. It's probably the worst thing about the whole military, man, is the food. <laughs> so so you're 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 a pretty you're a pretty big guy so how did you did were you like skinny before you went on the ship and or like bigger before you went on the ship and then got like skinny or like how'd that work out like i know you guys have like a weightlifting area on the ship so like did you lose gains or did you get like super swole like because you were like on a ship for a month and i don't know like does that make sense is that a good question <laughs> 
it, it fluctuated, man. There was a one deployment where I got swole as fuck because I was just hitting the gym every day, just eating on my grind. And then there was another deployment where I lost like 12 pounds, man. Where I'm just, you're just so stressed. You don't have time to work out. Like, so it fluctuated for me, man. But yeah, there was one deployment where I got fucking swole. I was, I was benching 315, squatting almost 415 on a ship, which is really hard when the ship's rocking in the middle of the ocean with waves. But. <laughs> And I did, I did eat shit one time squatting. I went down and the ship hit a wave and the barbell literally threw me down to the ground, almost crushed my face. <laughs> Jesus, jeez, that's crazy. So, so that's actually a, a good like leeway. So you were talking about how like being on a ship, like the food is trash. Your sleep is probably all over the place. Like, like I don't, I'm not sure what the sleeping arrangements look like, but I, I imagine from one of our conversations we had, you were talking about how like people sleep like right under each other and like right next to each other in like like little like bunk things or whatever and so just like with with living on sea not being able to sleep that well working all day and like you know certain conditions not being able to sleep well how did you like maintain sanity and like like yeah like what did you what are some things that you did to like manage your stress or like stay somewhat sane what are some like you know things that you apply to your like life on the ship to make you like feel somewhat comfortable or like you know what i'm saying yeah it's definitely kind of uh it's getting into a routine and just kind of taking it one day at a time uh, it's really all you can do man just make it to the next meal sometimes you just gotta shut your brain off and go numb to it man it's all you can do but uh the second thing that really helped me get through is just the people like the connections that you make while you're in the military some of the, the best friends I've ever met in my entire life that would be lifelong friends that I met on my ship that, you know, we're all going through the same bullshit together. We're all, we're all dealing with the same stress. So we're just there for each other and we're there supporting each other emotionally, mentally, whatever way we need. And that's how these people in the military, that's how when they come out, there's just this bond, this brotherhood that is unlike anywhere else in the world because you both have just been forged by this adversity together and it just brings you closer but that was, that's what gets you through those hard times man is what is the people you're with yeah i think people often underestimate how important it is to have friendships and have like human interaction like we're all here and we're all at least from my viewpoint we're all put here on earth in order to interact with each other um you know unify in order to achieve a common goal um of course in the military you guys have you know all a common goal so like really that that unity and being in close quarters with each other and learning how to work with each other and understand people from their different cultures and backgrounds um and then like being able to create a brotherhood out of that is super beautiful and like being able to you know take care of business the military is a big part of like you know progress and like uh, in, in the states and, and it's just a big thing in the United States of America so um, with all the work people do in the military shout out to our service members um, shout out to the veterans big up Juan <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah I think people often underestimate how important it is to have human interaction um, what, what do you think is a quality that like you know like a character trait or a quality that was like honed developed and made like extremely you know strong like a character quality or um something that you developed that the military is like 
you know, a big influence of? Like, what, what, what's a quality trait that you really had to practice in, in the military? Humility. First and foremost, your humility. Because you get your ass kicked 12 times over, and then you realize, okay, maybe I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Hmm. So really, like, really, really puts that ego to the side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you really realize you you might not be all that, no matter how big, strong, or smart you think you are. You know, there's always there's always something that's stronger than you that's gonna to beat it's gonna beat your ass down, man. And that's just that's just how the military is. It's it was a constant humbling experience of like, all right, I think my experience was is like, all right, I'm this dude. I went to SEAL training. You know, I shouldn't be you know living in the middle of the ocean in these shitty conditions. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I think I'm a higher quality person. I'm a higher caliber person. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do this. I'm too good to do this. But that doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, you're never too good for them to just hand you a brush and say, all right, start cleaning these toilets. Start fucking scrubbing the shit off of this floor. Like, you're never too good for them to just assign that to you. And you have to do it. So you got to put that ego to the side, put some elbow grease in and start fucking scrubbing those toilets, man. How do you think that like carried over to civilian life? Like how, how are you using, I mean, I know you've only been out for a couple of months, but how do you think you'll be able to use it or how have you been using it in like civilian life? Like the, that quality of humility or, or being humble. I see that carries over into, into just, your quality as a human being i think humility is so important i think many people out there that are very high-end achievers very successful people very high caliber if i notice that this person is it humble and they're if they have if they're sort of arrogant and they flaunt their success or flaunt whatever their money and I just automatically kind of discredit everything that they've accomplished. It's like, okay, you think for some reason that your the value of your life is more important than other people. And that completely just disregards everything else you might have accomplished in the past, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, oftentimes, or, or, or what I think about is like when people put a value on, on these material things in life, um, you've already lost. I mean, you've already lost, <laughs> and until you until you you know recalibrate and you know s- rebuild your foundation and understand that the things that really matter are the things that you can't put a price on. So, like we were just talking about human interaction, um, the the ability to be grateful for you know life. So, like being able to be grateful or appreciative of things that don't have a price tag on them, human interaction, the ability to breathe, um having a house over you, um you know, having something to eat because there's thousands of people that out there that don't have that. And so it's like as soon as you you know, start putting too much value on things that are material because those are fleeting. They're not going to be here at some point. You know, those come and go. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've lost so it's I feel you man it's very important to be humble it's something I'm working on myself you know I I tend to be uh, actually it's what I was talking about in the introduction before I had you hop on the podcast Um, and one of the reasons I thought of you to have you on the podcast today is what you were talking to me about a couple days ago when you asked me if I've 
I, you know, for the people that don't know on the podcast that are listening right now, I just moved back from California to Kansas City. Um, you know, it's like the 57,000th time I've done this. Um, but uh, it's it's all, you know, on me, though. That's what I've been telling people. You know, they're like, oh, California is so hard to live in. That's why you came back, huh? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's difficult, bro. But at the end of the day, it's me, man. Like, you know. I, I didn't put in enough work. There's thousands of people that go out there with less than me, with less opportunities than me. With you know, I had friends to live with, I had family to live with, um, and I still wasn't able to make it. And that's just because I didn't work hard enough, and because I was being, you know, having too much ego, too much pride. Like this job, this job is under me. You know, I shouldn't have to work at McDonald's or Taco Bell. I shouldn't have to work at a restaurant. Like I've I've done much more. I've experienced much more. This is like under me, and that's gotten in the way of me securing many bags (laughs) um and it has gotten in the way of me being able to stay in california and even being back here it's like you know i told myself i'm just going to get any job that i i can get and as soon as i got back home that that mentality went out the door and my pride took over again and i don't know if you remember what you told me but you were just saying you know being honest as a friend you you thought that i was being just a little bit soft and i just needed to take you know do shit that i don't want to do because that's where the blessings will come in so absolutely you know what are your thoughts on on yeah i mean actually i want you to expound further on that like what are your thoughts on that i know like coming from the military you know like you were just sharing like you thought you were above it above certain things until you know it's never it's never a wrong time for them to just tell you to get down on the floor and start scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush and that's when you notice that you and your brothers are all equal and you're not better than anyone. And, you know, you just got to, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe expound a little bit more on that um, or where that thought yeah. came from and how, and how you came to sharing that with me, which, I, by the way, I highly appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's It came to me one day because I had a buddy tell me one day in the military, he said, he said, all men are not created equal that that is a false statement and that's like but that's also what america was founded on that that idea that all men are created equal but my friend said he doesn't agree with that that all men are not created equal and i could totally see why he would say that especially being in the military with a lot of very quote-unquote low quality people very shitty people very resentful people and i could see what he was coming from and in my opinion I think all men are created equal. I think it's the value of your life. Everyone's life, the value of your life is equal. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you've accomplished. Like, who are you to say that your life is more valuable than a stranger on the street, than you know, the person that you, you know, picked up your fries from McDonald's in the drive-thru? Who's to say that your life holds more value than that person? You know, you might be a higher quality person. You might be smarter, more ambitious, physically stronger. You might, you know, have more goals and you might be more disciplined. You might be a higher quality person. That's the difference. So you're not equal in that sense. But the value of your life, there is literally no one to say that your life or my life is more valuable than anybody else's. I hear I hear that and and what that makes me think of is that, uh, like, when you think of higher quality people and where you share that you might be physically stronger, maybe a little bit more intelligent, 
maybe a little bit well spoken more well spoken or something is that those are the people who leaned in you know they leaned in and what i mean by that is that they jumped for their to 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 fill in the capacity that they have so you know all men are and women are born with the capacity to be something great and everyone has different capacities that they are capable of reaching some may be able to you know eat uh you know i don't know a piece of bread for 35 years and 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 you know go through thousands of struggles go through a war-torn country and still make it out to become a billionaire at 42 or something like that some people have the strength and resilience to you know achieve that that type of great thing and someone else may not have the capacity to do that but might have the capacity to do something equally as great to what you know to to them like in their own way so it's really just i feel like people like higher quality or lower quality people can just mean somebody that leaned into it and somebody that's not willing to lean in somebody who took the step and somebody who's not quite ready to take the step um in whatever in whatever way that is you know whatever growth that they could be getting but aren't getting because they're not willing to take that step someone else did and that could be their reason for or you know helps me understand why somebody is a higher or lower quality you know but they still have the the potential to be a higher quality human it just takes time <laughs> and takes absolutely time. man and, absolutely and like i think i think all people have within them all people even if you don't achieve anything that's worthwhile even if you don't achieve anything small i think everyone still has the potential to be the greatest person be the, the greatest you that you could be even if you haven't achieved shit like people have the ability to be the most authentic the most real the most good person deep down in your core and uh, like of course you should definitely go after goals and go after your your dreams and try to achieve something that is going to have an impact and affect people in a positive way but i still think that is more important for you to just be an authentic person and be true to who you are and everyone has that capacity to, to, to do that you don't need to be you know making tons of money you don't need to be you know running some crazy business you don't need to be doing anything like that you need just need to be true to yourself and that in my opinion that in and of itself is greatness and everybody has that potential for that greatness in them what do you think what do you think first off fire i agree um but you know in this world with social media and yeah actually with social media and and people posting things on the internet that's not really them whether it's you know this catfishing stuff where they're posting you know totally fake photos or maybe they're posting or may or maybe they're they're posting about them having a private jet um, or these fancy cars and they're 18 and make 70 billion dollars a year or whatever but it's um, you know what do you think is key or how do you think these young people are going to be able to tap into being their authentic self when all they see on the internet when all they see on social media is people not being authentic um, you know how are they going to adapt like how are they going to see that being authentic can also be amazing can also be beautiful can also make them money can also make them a successful human being like what do you what do you think people can do or these especially young people coming up 
Um, what do you think they can do or what's your advice on how to be your authentic self? It's an, it's an interesting subject. That is something I've thought about a lot. And I do feel for the younger generation coming through because they're growing up right in this era of high-speed internet. Of everyone's just so all about this Instagram and social media. And yes, there are a lot of negatives that come through, come with it. There are a lot of people that are just posting everything just for attention, just to because they, they want attention. They, you know, they're posting all this crazy shit, and I think. But I do know for a fact there is a huge upside of social media in places like Instagram and Facebook because you can spread positive messages about authenticity. You can spread positive energy and positive vibes, and kids can learn through social media to to follow people that that preach messages like this. I know for a fact there are plenty of people on social media that teach and preach young people teach everybody how to grow spiritually how to be more true to yourself how to be more authentic how to live a more authentic life and you can use social media as a platform to you know get that content content receive that content see it so i don't think it's all entirely bad it's really depending on how you use it and i do feel bad for a lot of millennials coming through because they they're just born in this this is all they really know but again, it comes down to the individual. It comes down to if they themselves are willing to sort of get out of that, that, oh, me, 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 just give me attention. All I want is attention. All I want is validation from strangers on the, in- from, on the internet. If they can learn to get out of that and start looking at what they can give more to society, what can, what can they do to contribute to others around them, what kind of impact they can have in the world around them that's going to begin their journey on becoming more authentic i love that i love that that's that's one way that i i manage my uh you know sanity on the internet is just making sure that i'm following people that provide me with knowledge that provide me with good energy that provide me with you know the best things that i could be provided with if i'm going to be consuming that content on the internet i mean the reality is you know, at this time in life, business, money, um, you know, getting jobs. Honestly, I've gotten four responses or five responses from people on the, well, let's say I applied to five different jobs via social media. Like they sent me to their Facebook page and told me to send the resume via Facebook Messenger. Like that's the time and day we live in. And you know, it's like if social media is going to be where we make our money, where we apply to jobs in the future, how we, how we like market, how we, which it already is right now, but it's only going to get crazier in the future. Like, how can we manage social media just like we manage the stresses of our lives, just like we manage where we, you know, get information in our regular lives, you know, 20 years ago? How are we going to do that um, on social media? And, you know, that's just something I'm navigating myself, but I agree, I agree. So let's 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 talk about Navy SEAL training. Let's talk about it. So let me actually. Why don't you just explain to the people? I'm sure lots of people know because everybody when they hear Navy SEAL, they're just like, "Holy shit!" They're like, "Oh, that's super badass!" Like, "Oh, that's like a dream. I would love to do that." Or like, you know, if only I had the chance. Or like, you know, 
I even remember when I was a kid watching a lot of movies and them talking about the Navy SEALs, and especially after um, the, 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 you know, capture and kill of Osama bin Laden, where Navy SEAL Team 6 became one of the biggest things in the world, and everybody started finding out and researching, what the hell is a SEAL? Um, like, tell, tell, first off, tell us what a Navy SEAL is, and then, then talk to us about, you know, what was the training like? So, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're like most, most guys, every, I feel like most young men have that childhood dream of becoming a Navy SEAL, even some girls do, but that's a pretty common, at least for Americans, they want to be a Navy SEAL. That's just like the American, like American dream when you're a young kid. And I've met so many kids growing up that wanted to do that. They they said, I want to be a Navy SEAL, but uh, like as time went on, just more and more dudes just said, nah, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. And then very few dudes stuck with it but a navy seal is the navy special forces uh the most elite special forces unit stands for sea air and land sea carrying over the e and c so it spells c-e-a-l-s navy seals and what they do they specialize in reconnaissance of combat and counterterrorism, um all sorts of stuff and they're, so they're basically the tip of the spear when it comes to Navy Special Forces. And their training is by far, and very arguably in the world, the hardest training. They're definitely the hardest training in America that we have to offer. Uh, in the world, it's it's definitely top three, top five hardest trainings in the entire world. And it is fucking savage, bro. <laughs> like, it is fucking savage shit. And it, I could go on about this subject for a long time, but this training, the, at least the first part of it, is called BUD. It's called Basic Underwater Demolition School. The first six months of it divided is divided into three phases. The first phase is where they're basically trying to break you. They're trying to see if you can if they can make you quit. They're gonna see what you're made of, and you are just getting your ass handed to you a hundred times every day for a very long time and even the months leading up to buds because they send you to a training called pre-buds in chicago so even the months leading up to that like it is brutal man and it is like you see some college athletes former professional athletes d1 college athletes dropping out quitting because this training is too hard and some of the, the guys that you would expect that are you think are super strong, super fit, and everyone looks at that guy like, yeah, that guy's going to make it. That guy would quit the second day. Like, you just don't know. It's, it's just the most hostile, savage environment, man. And it really, really comes down to, like, your soul, like, who you are. And if you're meant to be a Navy SEAL, I have a true belief that it is, like, down to your core that training is so hard that they want to find out down to your fucking core if you're meant to be a navy seal and i believe that there's there's forces at play that are that are beyond our control that dictate what like what guys make it through and what don't because they can't figure it out they do studies on these guys coming through they did studies on my class when i was going through they tested our testosterone they tested our blood levels they tested everything they tested they're trying to see if they can find the secret ingredient of what the fuck it is that makes guys successful in this program but they just can't there is no secret ingredient man like they just don't know what it is hmm. 
I, I, I can't even imagine going through some of the things you were explaining to me and like just the amount of days is, it's crazy. I definitely think, um, you, you definitely have to have some mental fortitude to even enter into, but like to even sign up for that shit in my mind. Um, but okay. Tell me one, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're running in on about eight minutes left here. So I just want you to tell me what is one thing, like the biggest thing that you think you learned from SEAL training, you know? Um, yeah. The biggest thing you learned from all that pain, that test and difficulties that you had to go through mentally, physically. And I remember you saying that sometimes they just like torture your soul. So I guess, you know, spiritually too. So like, um, like tell me one thing that you think you'll carry with you that will help you like, you know, that's helped you and will continue to help you in life that you learned from Navy SEAL training. Don't go to the fucking beach. Not, uh, <laughs> he's, he doesn't have a good uh, reputation in my book. 
Hey, to and each, lot, to a each. A lot of the guys in the SEAL community would uh, agree. He's a phenomenal uh, athlete. I got to give him credit for a lot of the stuff that he's done. He's had some incredible records, but uh, man, that guy is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. When, the, you, when the, you've lived with him and worked out with him every day for two months, man, that guy is a crazy person. Hey, I'm not surprised. Sometimes I watch these videos and listen to them, and I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta take a second, cause, uh, cause, bro, is even via audio is pretty psycho. So I can't imagine that shit in real life. But thank you for sharing that, though. Like real life, man, that really just shows that going back to what we were talking about about human capacity, human potential, we all have so much potential and great capacities um but the choice is up to you man are you gonna tap in or you know are you not gonna tap in you know are you gonna tap out before you even start or are you gonna start and keep going until your body and your mind literally just won't do anything more like and i think like i i I can't imagine myself ever going through, you know, Navy Buds or Navy SEAL training or any of these or 100-mile freaking marathons. Like, I can't imagine that. But sometimes I do really get tempted to do that because I know that the body is, like, a crazy thing. And sometimes you should just tap into and be crazy for a second. You know what I'm saying? Make a crazy decision to challenge your body challenge your mind to its greatest limits and just see what you know the higher power created humans to be able to handle um but uh all right man i got one more question for you and then i'll let you go all right so if you had if you had five weeks okay say you're say you're 75 years old man it's your last day here on earth and your grandkids ask you to leave them one piece of advice that you think would help them become one you know a, a great human being and really succeed in life so you know to up to I know you're a young person but up to this point in your life if you had to tell leave leave a note say you had to leave a page paper about or you know one quote about life and what someone needs to do in order to be successful what would you leave you know what legacy or what quote would you leave for your grandkids if that question made sense mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes is it goes there's nothing uh shit, goes, there's nothing spectacular and being superior to your fellow man true nobility is being superior to your former self hmm. and that's it I forget who it's by but yeah there's nothing noble in being superior to, to your fellow man true nobility is being superior to your former self that's fire man that's fire that is fire and that's how you know that 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 I'm using an iPhone right now to <laughs> to, to record a podcast because I just got a text message and I'm sure you guys just heard that but with that being said, man, thank you so much for popping on the podcast tonight. I know it's very last minute, but I really appreciated it. And um, yeah, man, thank you so much. Be blessed. It was great talking to you. And uh, go ahead and uh, tap out with uh, 
with with my podcast real quick. Go ahead and say your goodbyes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. Keep spreading the love. Keep spreading the good word, bro. Yes, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Have a good night, man. You too, man. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will be ending this podcast tonight at the 45-minute mark. Love you guys so much. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. Please go and share this podcast everywhere if you enjoyed it. Please leave comments and likes and, uh, you know, just show love. The only way people can hear this podcast, hear what we have to say on here or, you know, the, the only goal here on this podcast is to make people feel good, to educate people in some way or fashion, to bring something valuable to their life. Um. I know I enjoyed this podcast. I hope you did too. And again, thank you so much for tapping in and listening to us today. The Culture Talks. With love. Peace out.